T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. I have an old friend of mine with us today, Sergio Fornasiero, who's been an Amherst leader. I worked with him 20 years ago when I was active with the Amherst Chamber of Commerce, and he's been a great entrepreneur and civic leader. We also have with us John R. Simon, Executive Director of the World Weather Center. And this is a wonderful idea these gentlemen have promoted. We have heard so many ridiculous ideas in the last 30 years of supposed entrepreneurs who are going to bring back vitality to the city of Niagara Falls on the U.S. side, and they have done nothing. And so this is a, a wonderful, wonderful program. It's called the World Weather Center. We're going to be talking all about it. And let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Sergio Fornasiero was born and grew up in Buffalo until leaving to attend and graduate from Michigan State University in 62 with a degree in business administration. In that year, he joined his father's residential concrete construction company. In 65, he became president. Subsequently, he changed the company's focus to a unionized commercial industrial concrete business, which grew over the years to become the largest in New York State outside of New York City. John Simon, who I've seen with economic development for 20 years and have met with him before with different business leaders in the Buffalo area, uh, formerly the managing partner of Thought Signs and president of Start Smart R Capital Corporation, TSI and SEC are technology companies that established business partnerships in a variety of sectors to apply artificial intelligence and autonomic synthetic intelligence to products or processes to improve performance and relevance. And John R. Simon is the executive director of the World Trade Center. Well, let's uh, talk first about what is the WWC World Weather Center? Gentlemen. The World Weather Center is a proposed destination visitor attraction serving both the regional residents and tourists from all over the world. Following a privately funded extensive feasibility study performed by Consulticon, which is a, a international consulting firm specializing in uh, analyzing markets for attractions uh, around the world. Uh, we raised $150,000 of private money to find out if this concept of a World Weather Center uh, was feasible from a, a practical standpoint to be able to continue uh, over the decades. Uh, it will offer a multi-sensory weather-related exhibits and experiences that will have broad appeal to children, families, and adults due to the mass appeal, awareness, and popularity of weather reporting 
extreme weather events and the climate science. The World Weather Center is a New York State 501c3 nonprofit organization, and it is the uh, there will be a holding company that will own the building itself, and the World Weather Center itself will be, as I mentioned already, is a nonprofit organization, and uh, we are looking at the feasibility study. Uh, indicated that the best place for us to locate this facility, which initially we thought of downtown Buffalo, but the feasibility st- study uh, strongly convinced us to locate in New York City, um, Niagara Falls, New York, because of its vast appeal from international tourists. Uh, oh, I think it's a wonderful idea. That property has been vacant and filled and then vacant. It's it's uh, been very and very uncertain the activities in that building, and it's just a couple hundred feet away from the falls. John, tell us about your uh, plans here. Well, about a year and a half ago, and first of all, thank you, Brian, for having us here. It's very, very important uh, to get as much uh, notoriety about the World Weather Center brand and what we're intending to do in downtown Niagara Falls, New York. Uh, approximately two years ago, uh, I was asked to consider coming on as the executive director of the World Weather Center. The feasibility study was just being wrapped up, and it demonstrated very clearly that the World Weather Center should be located in the city of Niagara Falls for a variety of reasons. Uh, one of the, the primary reasons was the, the volume of tourism that actually comes through and over the Rainbow Bridge uh, into Niagara Falls, New York. That was very important in site selection. Then following that, uh, included in the feasibility study was the financial viability. Not-for-profits are, are very difficult to sustain themselves, and they have to have a considerable uh, throughput of people uh, on a daily basis, 12 months a year. If they're not able to do that, um, then most likely they're going to struggle and eventually go out of business. The World Weather Center has put to, put together a collaborative team of wonderful people who will help design the 12 to 15 uh, types of venues inside our building. And in those uh, uh, venues, uh, the our guest, whether it be a young person or somebody who is older than a young person, notice I'm not saying senior, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, venues for all ages, and they can spend anywhere from probably three minutes to 10 minutes, depending upon that actual venue. Hopefully, we'll see a minimal of 426,000 people as va- uh, guests or visitors each year uh, in our stable year, which is forecast by the feasibility study to be our third year of operations. It's a wonderful program now. This is a 501c3, so it is a tax-deductible uh, charity. So if somebody is listening in Toronto, South Buffalo, or Washington, D.C., to our 17 states and half of Canada, we blanket, how should the check be made payable, and where should it be sent? Uh, well, it should be sent to the World Weather Center uh, organization at the address uh which is, um, go ahead, John. Okay, I'll provide my address, which is 3845 Tonawanda Creek Road. That's T-O-N-A-W-A-N-D-A, Creek Road, East Amherst, New York, 14051. 
This uh, project, which has been in the works for several years by several of us, is the from our research is the most unique, uh, non-competitive project that the a tourist area could possibly have. Our research says there is nothing like this, and uh, weather is such an important thing in our world today from not only the weather changing, but from climate change, etc. And all of us know from our weather reports, from the radio stations and TV stations, uh, especially these a lot of these extreme weather storms that we've been learning more and more about in recent years, uh, everybody really has an interest to learning more about how weather is created on our planet and uh, that is our goal, to help educate and entertain the visitors uh, to the World Weather Center. Very good. For those who just tuned in, you're listening to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. We'd like to hear from you. Have any thoughts or comments? If you're listening in Cheektowaga, Niagara Falls, or Manhattan, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio 500, Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. And ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN1520.com, and clicking on the radio.com or listen tab. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Eagle has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Eagle. The Ampol Eagle is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. I'd like to thank those who called regarding our recent guest, Colleen Podoreski, who is in charge of the Podoreski Festival in the West Coast, Charlie Joyce, National Republican Committeeman for New York State, and General Fred Gordon, who is launching the Buffalo Soldiers Monument at West Point. Coming up, we'll have Frank Panusek, who is an advocate for Second Amendment rights, and Michael Blihosz, president of the Philadelphia Polish-American Congress. A little bit more information about our guests. Sergio Fornasiero's major customers included IBM, Xerox, Kodak, General Motors, SUNY-funded projects, the Buffalo Convention Center, shopping centers, and Wegmans, among others. Prior to retiring from those projects, he entered the real estate development business in 77. He initiated the planning and development of the vacant Erie Basin Marina area, which became Waterfront Village. Some more information about John R. Simon, executive director for the World Weather Center. Prior to TSI SCC, John was the Chief Operating Officer, Chief Administrative Office of the Magical Lands of Oz Theme Park and Resorts from 2005 to 2016. John has extensive background serving both the public and private sectors. Early in 2003, he acquired a small new business, Asthma Freedom, and that's a respiratory solution company where he served as president and owner, and they are now embarking on this exciting uh, project with the World Weather 
Center. Now, you have this as a preferred location. Why did you choose this location? I mean, it's great. It's right near the falls. As I said, it's a beautiful building that's been on and off for 20 years. Why did you choose that location? Uh, primarily uh, because of its location right adjacent to uh, uh, the Rainbow Bridge that connects with Canada. And we will be having a very visible facility so that even the uh, visitors to the Canadian side of the falls will be able to see us. And hopefully we can encourage them to also uh, come to uh, the American side of the falls and visit our facility and uh, add to the economics for the city of Niagara Falls, New York, spending more money at restaurants and staying overnight in hotels in addition to their visit to uh, Niagara Falls, Canada. Uh, also, a big element in our uh, program is to develop a uh, uh, an apt for uh, the weather uh, center so that people can uh, come in from anywhere in the world to check up on the weather uh, it's a costly, it's going to be called the uh, Weather Citizen Senate, uh, Scientist Program, mm-hmm. and uh, which involves all the present technologies that are available uh, through uh, John Simon's uh, efforts that we are incorporating that into our program also. Very good. Now let's talk a little bit about the concept. And this is a proposed destination visitor attraction serving regional residents and tourists. And we've seen so many different museums uh, develop in the last 20 years. Um, in downtown Buffalo, we now are seeing a two-year renovation of the Albright Knox. So we have so many visitors' attractions in western New York, and this is a, basically a unique idea where you're taking advantage of something that is often seen as negative, and you're turning it into a positive, like skiing when there's five feet of snow. So um, let's talk about the concept, the theme, uh, why this is important, and why young people should learn about weather. Well, weather is, is on the front page of uh, newspapers globally today. It doesn't matter where you're located uh, because uh, many of the um, impacts of climate change and what's going on globally, uh, we're having greater and more intense forest fires, stronger hurricanes. Things are cyclical, man-made or not man-made, it doesn't matter. They, they're here, and people are realizing the, the impact and effect on weather. The, uh, so the World Weather Center is going to capitalize on that particular topic. Again, it's an important topic, but also it creates a good venue or platform for our World Weather Center, obviously. Uh, the technology that Sergio was, was uh, mentioning is very important because the World Weather Center is going to have technology both inside and outside. We're intending on putting on a, a photovoltaic skin that also has digital capabilities. So. Uh, our windows or walls will actually be large billboards that can uh, uh, pro- have projected images or stories or statements or anything that's visible. And again, as Sergio said, will be visible to um, people who are on the Canadian side of uh the bridge or the American side for that matter. Inside with the Weather Citizen Science app, we're going to be capitalizing on uh, the nuances of applying apps to whether it be handheld technology 
or PCs or, or televisions or any type of smart device today. And in that app, we'll be developing relationships that are called multi-call relationships with people around the world, all discussing aspects of the weather, what they see, what they observe, and uh, be able to record that uh, and follow uh, the interest of other people with specific um, knowledge about the weather. Uh, some of the venues that we're going to have is uh, we're going to have a uh, partial airplane uh, in the building that actually uh, re has re been recorded, like all the hurricanes we've been through, etc. Uh, the government has recorded the movements of these uh, uh, planes that study the weather and report on it. Uh, and we can actually uh, buy these recordings and have the movements simulated in the aircraft with people in it, visitors sitting inside and stuff like that. And you know, also the feeling of being in a hurricane uh, and various activities that uh, physically people can get a better feel for uh, the various elements of weather. And uh, weather affects everything. I mean, it affects our food uh, growing. It affects the animals around the planet. It affects everything we do. And that's why weather to us is an extremely exciting new venue to have that complements other uh attractions uh, like Niagara Falls, New York has the aquarium, etc. And these, this would not be competitive. This would be complementary uh, in serving uh, the community. Very good. We're learning a great deal about the proposed World Weather Center in Niagara Falls, New York on the U.S. side for long-needed, long-overdue development as a tourist attraction in Niagara Falls, New York. Again, if somebody would like to donate a dollar or a thousand dollars, how should the check be made payable and where sent? It should be sent to the World Weather Center uh, at an address of 3845 Tonawanda Creek Road. That's T-O-N-A-W-A-N-D-A -A -A, Creek Road, East Amherst, New York, 14051. I know the area well because I have a boat that I keep right near there, so that's wonderful. If you're listening in South Buffalo, Montreal, or northern Florida, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners as we have received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand at ESPN AM 1520. A little bit more information about Sergio Fornasiero, president of the World Weather Center. In the past, he was co-developer of the luxury River Mist Townhomes and Private Marina. Additionally, in 79, he initiated a $125 million proposal to redevelop the almost vacated main Genesee Chippewa Streets area. He became the city's designated developer for his Disney Design Mixed-Use Development to be named Buffalo Plaza. He partnered with Chicago's Pritzker family, owner of the Hyatt Hotels, and a major Houston, Texas developer, Gerald Hines. The development would have made Buffalo the only major city in North America with a Disney-designed festival marketplace. Some more information about John R. Simon, Executive Director of World Weather Center. 
Prior to founding his company, John served for nearly six years as the executive director of the Niagara County Industrial Development Agency. I've had meetings with him when he was in that position. During his tenure with the NCIDA, John Simon's accomplishments have included the implementation of a sectoral marketing program, the broadening and diversification of financial programs, the acquisition of a 158-acre industrial park, and the financing and construction of 50,000-square-foot smart multi-tenant incubator building in the industrial park, and I've been there. It's impressive. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about this World Weather Center as a multi-sensory weather-related exhibit and experiences that will have broad appeal to children, families, and adults uh, due to the mass appeal awareness and popularity of weather reporting, extreme weather events, and climate science. Well, uh, in addition to uh, trying to create uh, an additional major attraction, destination attraction for the city of Niagara Falls, New York, we are also hoping that it does help the the community's uh, economic status. Uh, it'll probably be employing over a couple hundred full-time employees uh, and probably over 50 part-time employees. And, of course, by extending uh, their stay uh, with these attractions, uh, they will probably be staying overnight more often, which will help the hotels uh, and the restaurants, etc., which was all part of the multiplier effect to help the, uh, the economy in the city of Niagara Falls, which has lost uh, major industries and population over recent decades. So we're trying to accomplish that uh, also. Yeah, I remember uh, a gentleman from New York bought, I think, a couple hundred units, and he said he was going to revitalize them, and I think he's done absolutely nothing. Uh, John, talk a little bit more about the uh, uh, this multi-sensory uh, weather-related exhibits and experiences. Well, earlier, Sergio had mentioned uh, that weather affects uh, all aspects of our life. And we're going to try to capitalize that, especially in the areas of food. Uh, and one aspect of the World Weather Center is the, uh, the opportunity for us to have our, our own um, I'll call it television show on a weekly basis or whatever frequency we, we have, where we invite chefs from around the world to have a small audience in our building that would be um, broadcast, podcast, whatever the uh, the right term might be uh, during the show, and tell how weather affects the culinary uh uh, aspects in whatever region of the world that they live in. And uh, through this particular effort, we're hoping to gain more and more knowledge on how actually weather does affect food, not only in the United States, but food around the world. Very good. Now, let's talk uh, about this visitor's experience where you will have visitors approach the C3 Cube building and they will see a 100-foot-high glass video wall transforming through thunderstorms, lightning flashes, rainstorms, snowmageddon. Let's talk about that. It sounds exciting. I'd like to go. Well, it's part of the attraction of the, uh, the, the facility itself will provide with the latest technology that's available to us to uh, create this as, like I mentioned or we mentioned earlier, as a destination that will be very visible, not only with people uh, in the area, but also uh, people for marketing purposes, 
Uh, we could sell uh, also advertising on these uh, venues to uh, to help us with the financial aspects of uh, the Weather Center because just like Disney, you always have to keep updating your uh, exhibits to keep the keep it fresh so that people just don't come once and say, well, I've seen it. I don't have to go like in, in many museums occur. We want to keep the uh, the exhibits fresh so that the people have a lot of reasons to come back and see what's the latest because of new technologies and events that have taken place around the planet. Well, just to add to that, the, the, the outside of the building or the skin is where these 100-foot walls or or, or uh, glass that has been digitized so that you can put something on it. Our, our guests, our visitors, or people in the region will be able to see it. So we're utilizing both current technology and future technology, and it, it literally changes on a day-by-day basis today. And as Sergio just said, we want to make sure that our guests want to come back. Uh, growing up here in western New York uh, as a young person, it was often Typically, every three years, we go to the Ontario Science Center, and we want to create something here in Western New York where the people of Ontario, the people of the Western New York, the Ohio, the uh, Pennsylvania region have a reason to visit Niagara Falls, not only because of Niagara Falls as a a destination, but because to come to something that's educational, uh, enjoyable new, uh, refreshed on a frequent basis, and have the schools of the region do likewise. Very good. Uh, We have about a minute uh, left on the Rusk Report. Just briefly, uh, what are the relationships you're seeking with IBM and the weather company? Well, we've met with uh, a number of the stakeholders that we believe can be working with us. Uh, Like you mentioned, uh, IBM, which has the biggest uh, weather data technology in the world and uh, they have a a weather the weather company which also was involved with them so we want to have stakeholders like that to work with us to get the data that we want to need to keep everything fresh uh in our in our technology in our in our venues so i'm sorry i have to bring the rust report to a close we've learned so much from two leaders with the world weather center the president sergio fornisiero noted Amherst business leader and John Simon, executive director of the World Weather Center. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, director of production for the past 15 years. And good luck to you on this wonderful tourism attraction plan, the World Weather Center right at the foot of Niagara Falls. Thank you for enlightening us, Sergio Fornisiero and John Simon. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.